Welcome to episode 66 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. I always say community. Execute Order 66. (laughs) Hopefully they don't execute Order 66 on the season and we actually do have baseball next week. It seems like it's it's trending in that direction. What was it like? I think it was 2 point something percent of tests came back positive in the initial screening and now it's like 0.8% or something like that. So La Machine is on his way back. Yeah, supposed to come, supposed to rejoin the team this week, so that's exciting. The Yankees also lose Chapman for the foreseeable future because he tested positive, so and he has symptoms, right? So. They said mild symptoms, yeah. Him and Sessa were the two that were experiencing symptoms, but LeMahieu wasn't. Um, we'll see if um, we'll see how rusty he is. But from watching LeMahieu last year, I'm not I'm not too concerned. He's probably going to be fine. But yeah, so LeMahieu's coming back. Baseball's coming back. This could be could be. And my God, I hope I don't jinx it because this is getting brutal. But this could be the last time we. Uh, have a podcast without baseball to talk about. I hope that's what happens. Me too, because I am really, uh, I am really running out of gas in the life without, without baseball. You can only play so much Call of Duty, and you can only watch so much. Um, what have I been watching? Like New Girl reruns and stuff like that. I've never watched The New Girl, but that show's really funny. I've just been playing the show and uh, watched Hamilton twice now, which was awesome both times. And that's pretty much been it, playing a little hardball. That's it. But I'm ready to watch some baseball. Yeah, me too. I, um, I had the weekend after this one taken off of work to – because our cousin was supposed to be coming up from Alabama, but now he can't because of the virus. And my boss was like, well, if you want to just keep those off, like we already had them covered for you. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I will. And I'll sit and watch baseball. I'm just going to binge and watch baseball for an entire weekend. And it sounds as amazing as a normal vacation would. Maybe maybe one of the papers will let you freelance and you could go to the stadium and watch a game from the press box. That would be cool. To mask up and... See what it's like to take in a game in person without any fans there. There, yeah, there you go. All right, so I guess this episode we're just going to be previewing the season to come, which is destined to be a, a weird and wild one. Sixty-game season, starting the season without Chapman testing positive, and you know, hoping that nobody else in the league tests positive. But um, 
So I guess first things first, how, how do you think the loss of Chapman affects affects the bullpen? I mean, this kind of seemed like the type of season where you could really maximize Chapman at his point in his career. It's just a 60-game season. He's had a ton of time to rest. So, I mean, if there was a season where he could kind of battle father time and his ever slightly diminishing fastball velocity um, season to season over the past few years, it seemed like this year would have been it and that doesn't mean he's going to miss the whole season of course but you know it's it'll certainly be uh certainly be a challenge without him for the first part of uh, part of the season especially when every game is going to mean so much i mean how important does this make zach Britton now you know he has experience closing games and everything like that but i, I mean with Britton, with canely with green um i feel like i'm forgetting somebody yeah uh, you know yeah, and Ottavino. Um, I, you know, I, the Yankees are well equipped to weather this storm. I, um, you know, I, I think it worries me that with every game being, let's say, three times more important, right? About um, two and a half times more important, you do want to be more aggressive with your bullpen when you have a chance to win games. But um, it'll be nice when they do get Chapman back because then the guys that will be kind of carrying the load will get a little bit of a break and you can ride him a little bit. So um, definitely not a good thing, but with the depth the Yankees have in their bullpen and with the way the Yankees have had different guys emerge almost every single year, I mean, I think there's going to be, you know, whether it be Loisaga or, you know, whoever else there, I'm sure they're going to be pulling somebody out of, out of nowhere that winds up having a really good uh, season out of the pen. I, I just, it's such a strength for the Yankees. The loss of one, um, while it, it hurts, it doesn't cripple any kind of chances, I don't think. Yeah, if there's a team equipped to handle this, it's certainly the Yankees because of that bullpen depth. And and you mentioned Luizaga, and it, he's always seemed like a candidate that could become a really strong arm in the bullpen just because of his stuff and his velocity, but it's never translated into much yet, so... You, this seems like it could be a, a big chance for him to kind of show that he can match his stuff with some more command and be a little more efficient because it's been a, a struggle for him, both health-wise and performance-wise, over the past couple of years. But you're right, there usually has been a, a random breakout arm for the Yankees in the bullpen every season, whether it was whether it's Chad Green or uh, Jonathan Holder in 2018 pre Fenway series disaster um, <laughs> there's always there always seems to be some random arm that comes along and and far exceeds expectations and maybe, you know maybe Holder can be a little more efficient or maybe a new arm comes along but I certainly think the loss of Chapman like you said it's not gonna it's it's not I think I saw I think I saw one, or I think it was in the post that said, you know, now that Chapman's out, the Yankees are no longer favorites in the American League or something. I think that's a, a massive overreaction. Wow. Was it was it the same article in the post that said that they would be honoring uh, Greg Nettles on <laughs> Bernie Williams' night? Yeah, we'll have to call Francesa and ask if if uh, if you read that. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Because if you follow LeMahieu's trajectory, he's only going to miss a few weeks. 
Well, LeMahieu didn't have any real symptoms, right? Yeah. And Chapman does, so I assume Chapman caught a little bit harder. Yeah. All right, well, I, I mean, another one of the major factors heading into the season is going to be the health of Aaron Judge, who in his first well, at-bat— good yesterday. Yeah, smoked a, smoked a home run to, uh, to dead center off Paxton. And then Stanton crushed a home run off Paxton in the same inning. So Paxton having first inning struggles, he's in midseason form. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so Judge, so Judge hits that home run, and then I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter after I get off work last night just to like catch up on what happened, and I see that Judge said he had no issues except being able to turn his head toward the pitcher because of his neck. Minor it's issue. Like that. That sounds like a pretty important function when you're hitting, considering you have to literally turn your head to the pitcher so you can see the ball. So yeah, it seems, uh, seems like seems like an essential thing. But hey, didn't seem to bother him, so I'm, I'm not going to be too concerned about it. But ha- well, what's your concern level about Judge? I know when he talked last night, he also said, you know, I. I got hit by a pitch in the wrist, and I broke my rib diving for a ball. These are like freak injuries. I'm ready to go, and you know, I think I think there is something to that. You know, there's a lot of people on social media already freaking out about Judge's durability, and and you know, I mean, look, look he played through a bum shoulder down the stretch of 2017, and his September was arguably his most valuable it was his most valuable month and what was an mvp type season he mm-hmm. came back from his wrist injury in 2018 and and played well and helped the yankees finish strong down the stretch after they had been um struggling a little bit without him he came back he played through a broken rib in 2019 and hit a homer off justin verlander like this guy can obviously play hurt and you'd rather him be healthy but if if his neck is bothering him a little bit, like he said, minor issues, and he's still hitting home runs to dead center off a really good pitcher like Paxton, then uh, you know, maybe he will be just fine. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's interesting that people freak out about Judge when he's played through injury, you know, two of his three years, um, and like he said, you know, freak injury the the. the 2018 and 2019 2017 i don't you know it seems like it was the home run derby um but he also plays hard i mean he you know how many times has he made you know catches at the wall diving catches things like that i'm sure that that takes a toll on you you know he's not out there um sort of taking it easy he's going as hard as he can pretty much all the time while he's out there um so i think that I don't know. I'm not concerned about Judge's long-term health. I think that he, you know, I think that he's just a player that plays hard and and these sort of things happen. And for the value he brings on defense, that's going to sometimes just be what happens. You know what I mean? I mean, Jeter used to get hit in the wrists quite a bit (laughs) because the way that he, you know, would kind of, and when Judge kind of closes that stance, it's sort of the same thing same motion right of of going out not over the plate but into the plate and uh you know it's just it's something that happens obviously um you know you don't the the neck issue it's it's preseason or summer camp whatever the heck they're calling it 
your neck hurts, just take a break. Obviously, I'm sure if it was the regular season or a playoff game, he'd be in with the chiropractor nonstop, popping Advil to get it loose. But, you know, get get right. It's 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 summer camp. So, uh, you know, if this is the Yankees, there's plenty of other health concerns that probably are going to define the start of the season. Another one of them being Aaron Hicks, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's that struggled with health health issues himself, especially in 2017 and last year, last year leading to Tommy John surgery by the end of the year. And he is going to be one of the really important pieces of the Yankees this year because, you know, who knows when Stanton is going to be um, playing any outfields. Seems like he's going to be mainly a DH for now. And who knows what the deal with Clint Frazier is, who is an option as a backup outfielder, but he's been dealing with that foot issue. So Hicks is going to be big. They're going to need him out there. And also... Well, he says he'll be ready, right? Yeah. So I mean, are you... Uh, any concern about his, you know, adjustments at post Tommy John? I mean, we've seen it with guys like Seager. We saw it with Didi last year. It's, even for position players, it it takes time to get back, you know, in a consistent groove at the plate after undergoing a major surgery like that. Yeah, I mean, he played with it torn basically and hit one of the biggest home runs of the year in yeah. Game Five. But um, you know, I th- I think Hicks is a has a better eye than maybe Didi or or Seager. I think he'll be more patient and let the game kind of come to him. Uh, I, I also I, I'm not sure how his arm will play in center coming back. I think we saw Didi definitely have a few issues with throws uh, last year when he when he came back. Um, obviously, from the outfield, it's a lot different than on the infield, but. We'll we'll see how it goes. I I just I don't think the Yankees would run him out there if there's a risk of re-injury. I think though that it will take time to knock some of the rust off and maybe for him to trust it again. Although Hicks definitely seems like a little more cavalier with his arm. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to start playing catch again. And he came back and really he was having great at bats. Like he was fighting up there and and, and stuff like that. So um, I think he's going to be pretty much just like everybody else, right? I mean, he, everybody had spring training and then took quite a few months off, and now they're back, and Hicks is back out there now. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, good point that you know Hicks in 2018, his last you know, pretty much full season, he was among the league leaders in working full counts, and we saw him work that full count against Verlander in the ALCS when he hit that home run. So, like you said, you know, even if he's not able to make consistent quality contact off the bat, he's still going to provide value at the top of the order just by working those counts and getting pitch counts up and giving the rest of the lineup plenty to see from opposing pitchers. So I definitely expect him to be valuable right right out of the gate. And their depth is so deep. Like, you have Gardner, you have Talkman, Frazier has a foot issue, but... I think he'll be all right for opening week. So, plus Judge, Stanton's going to DH, and then Hicks. I mean, they have almost too many guys, and, uh, you know, we'll see. And apparently uh, Lindsey Adler said that um, Andujar looked okay out and left. Yeah, we'll see. Played a we'll ball see. off the wall nice. But. I mean, even if, you know, 
I guess he could, he can't be that much worse than than how Frazier was in the outfield last season. So, oh jeez, some of the, some of the Ducks could play better than Frazier out there. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, uh but yeah. Yeah, that's scary, that's going to be another. Watch. That's going to be another interesting storyline for the season. What do you expect from Andahar? You know, in, in the field is a totally different issue because we know he's very poor at third base. Who knows how he'll translate to the outfield, if at all? But how about at the plate? You know, he was a doubles machine in 2018. Is he able to return to that level of of production? I mean, look good homering off Garrett Cole last week. Of that course, was a crappy Cole practice have, ball, ball. Yeah, <laughs> didn't have the right ball. I mean, who knows, man? That ball wasn't even juiced if it's just a practice ball. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Andahar has a natural swing. I think Andahar will probably hit. And I actually think with all the protection that the Yankees have in the lineup, it probably benefits him because he will get more pitches to hit um, than, than he did in 2018. Um, so I, I'm I'm – I think Andahar is going to have a, a big part of this team where he plays. I don't know. He's probably going to be like the right-handed version of Derek Dietrich where he plays everywhere poorly, but his bat is not something you want to take out of lineup. Yeah. We'll see where his bat fits, fits in the lineup as the, uh, as the season goes along. So, so last year we had the Urshelas, you mentioned Talkman, Mike Ford. We had all these, breakout players who made these you know unprecedented contributions to a 103 win team so which one of those unexpected breakouts continues that kind of production in in 2020 um i'm gonna i'm gonna probably go with Gio Urshela. i think he'll have the longest leash because he makes nice plays at third base, even though the underlying metrics aren't great. Apparently, he's been getting a little time at second base, too. But with LeMahieu coming back, I wonder. Yeah, what that doesn't seem like it'll be necessary anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Gio will, will keep it up. Um, I mean, he, he we kept waiting for him to fall off last year and never really did. No, he was productive all the way through to the end. He was big in game six of the ALCS. So, I, did, I, I don't think Talkman will get enough of a chance. Um, he should I, because I, I people like – yeah, yeah, it's easy to forget just how valuable he was before he got hurt at Fenway last year. He was – I mean, around that time he was playing some of his best baseball. Mm-hmm. And that was after playing a, a good amount of the season. So he really seemed like he was coming into his own. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously there's a chance it would mean – it's a suboptimal situation for the Yankees because it would mean that guys like Judge and Hicks are probably banged up and need time off. But there's certainly a chance that he could get a good amount of playing time if things like that happen. But I, yeah, I would say I would say Urshela and then Talkman's very close second for me. That could uh, yeah. still be still be productive. Yeah, I think this year though you're going to see more surprises on the pitching side of things. We've already seen some of the young like Clark Schmidt come out and just look pretty filthy so I, I think we'll probably get a surprise pitching wise and maybe jordan montgomery comes out and really impresses i mean he had a great 2017 pretty much a non-factor in 2018 and missed all of 2019 except for the very end maybe jordan montgomery is one of these guys that just sort of re-emerges yeah and they they could certainly use him for the beginning of the season because 
you know, we're a week away. Tanaka, I don't believe, has started throwing off of a mound yet, although he said that he has no concussion symptoms. Yeah, I think they said he's going to throw off maybe today, or they, soon he's going to start throwing again. So thank God he's okay. Yeah, and with that and with Severino out for the season, Montgomery will certainly uh, will certainly get some, some innings, you would assume. Mm-hmm. You figure you have Cole Paxson starting game two of the season. Uh, Boone said yesterday. So then, then bring on J Hap. Yeah, <laughs> with his new vesting option. Yeah, I think J Hap might surprise a few people because he pitched pretty well in the second half last year. No, he did. Yeah, it's just uh-huh. his his first half was just so unbelievably bad that it's so easy to forget that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it started the first game of the second half. He pitched really well in that game that we went to against Toronto. He just gave up two runs. Yeah. Um, well, that was the second game of the second half, but his first, which was, so, which was somehow like the sixth game I saw started by Jay Happ since he became a Yankee. Oh, there you go. You must really like him. That happened. That happens randomly some years where you'll just see a guy so many times. Yeah. If you go, you know, I remember in 2002, I went to three games or four games and I, I know I saw Mike Messina at least three times and I only went to three or four games. See, not, that, not that's bad. a good not a bad one, not a bad way to line up. <laughs> yeah, Tanaka's another guy I always I feel like I see a lot of, which always gets another me good one. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like with Tanaka, you're either going to get a great game or you can leave early. It's, <laughs> it's nowhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right, other big storylines for the season: John Carlos Stanton. He hit that 113 mile an hour home run yesterday off Paxton. So. Um, I know when we did our stat predictions yesterday, I said I was expecting a big power year from from Stanton, which I still am, especially if they're just going to confine him to DH and he uh, can just kind of focus on that and keep uh, keep his legs somewhat fresh. But how are you feeling about Stanton? Should they try to get him into the outfield at some point this season, or is he going to mainly be a DH? Which would be a scary, scary reality, considering he's only in his third year with the team uh, on his massive contract. Keep him at DH. Um, I would with the universal DH this year. Don't even test it because you're going to have better defensive options out there anyway. I mean, how badly do you need to get Andahar's bat into the lineup? Where uh, Andahar might be a better option in left field than than Stanton. I, I don't, you know. I mean. Well, if they're both healthy, then it's not even close. I mean, Stanton's... Yeah, but Stanton never is healthy, and it seems like he hurts himself jogging. Like, he hurt himself in game one of the ALCS last year, and, like, nobody could figure out when the hell it happened. And he hurt himself shagging flies. Like, it's scary, man. But, I I mean, the the team at full strength, you're going to have Gardner, Hicks, Judge, Stanton at DH. I mean, why would you DH Hicks or, or Gardner? So I'd at least commit 100% to starting him at DH. If you start to lose some guys, maybe as his calf is fully healthy, which is weird because it happened in freaking March. Um, yeah, well, there's going to be times when those outfielders you named needed rest. Maybe they, maybe they don't want Hicks throwing, you know, trying to nail guys tagging up from third base from center field on a daily basis after Tommy John surgery, and they want to get him some DH reps because he's still – so valuable at the plate. Maybe they want to give Judge a rest because, you know, all the the 
you know, the rib and neck concerns that he has coming into the season. Maybe they want to give Gardner a rest just strictly because of his age and they want to keep him fresh. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of situations where a lot of those other outfielders are going to need some time at, at DH, even in a shortened season, because while the season itself is short, the volume of games is still the same as a normal season. I mean, they're yeah. playing, you know, they only have an off day, like something like 7% of the time through through these next few months. So in terms of the day-to-day operations, it's it should be pretty much the same in, in that aspect. Yeah, I, I Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just think, like, if it's a long-term thing, that's fine. But, you know, when you need to get guys breaks here and there, well, then Stanton, you, you become a pinch hitter, uh, you know. But if you're going to have to lose his bat for an extended period of time, then, yeah, we'll go work out in left field. But let's make sure his legs are fine first. Hopefully he stretches a little bit um and we'll be you know we'll be good to go i but i like i said i think the team at full strength is with stan at dh because the outfield defense is just so incredible when you have Gardy hicks and judge i know it's because of his arm but i i almost think that it'd be better if you put judge in left and, and stan in right when gardner's not playing but i i know that's a lot to ask for judge to basically have another position in his back pocket all the time the ball comes off differently yeah um he's, he's certainly the better defender stands yeah. natural positions right field there's less running in right field because yeah. it's shallower but then they'd have to move the judges chambers and i don't think they want to go through all that why well, yeah i guess <laughs> so we'll see but i, I you know i like glaber said the the missions to win everything so we'll see how you feeling about him at shortstop uh, you know, it's. I know it's his natural position, but he has hasn't been, hasn't, hasn't been the best defensively at it. But the Yankees also won a lot of World Series with a subpar defender at shortstop. So whatever. Yeah, but but <laughs> Jeter made the plays of the balls that were hit to him, and you know I like to rib you about Jeter, but if you're telling me I'm going into the bottom of the ninth in game seven and I'm up one, who am I taking at shortstop Jeter in his prime or Glaber? Hey, Glaber made a massive play defensive play in game three of the ALDS last, last season. He can make those plays, but he was playing second base. I, I know he was playing second base, but now he's going to his more natural position. He can make the same play. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too, we'll see. not too worried about it. I'm going to miss Didi. Didi's already hit oh, grand too. slams for Philly. Yeah. The, the more I think about it, the more that pisses me off that they let him go. Yeah, me too. The Philly, the Phillies have Didi and, and McCutcheon now, two of like my favorite players in, in the league. They they look good in the Phillies uniforms too. Those are nice uniforms. And oh, Didi, yeah. It fits Didi's flair really nice. Yeah. Didi needs to wear pinstripes, whether they be the Phillies pinstripes or the Yankees. He always looks uh, looks good in them. Yeah. All right. What are what? Anything else? Anything else about this uh, upcoming wild season? I mean, obviously I, I think, the. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I think the rotation depth is the scariest thing. Honestly, like the Yankees have so many moving parts in the bullpen and in the lineup, it might take a couple weeks, but I think Boone will get something to click. But the rotation depth, I mean, with Hap as your number three, that's worrisome. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And that's from a guy who thinks like Cap is going to have a decent year. But again, I'm not willing to bet my house on it. Yeah, you also don't know how Montgomery is is going to perform. 
So yeah, you're right. It's that that part is definitely going to be a little worrisome, at least with at least with bullpen arms, you know, likely being fresh and not running to the ground by season's end because the season is so short. You can keep the uh, starting pitchers' innings a little more limited this season, get them out of there quicker, which Boone has shown he can do. He, yeah. You know, in 2018, he clearly tried to steal outs here and there, but he got much better at that last year, so I think they should be fine in, in that regard. But um, but what I was going to say is, you know, we definitely have to mention the biggest caveat of this season is that, you know, we also have to remember that all it takes is one positive test and it could drastically change a season for any team. Yeah. For, I mean, imagine a guy like Mike Trout test positive. Imagine a guy like, um, I don't know, Pete Alonzo or any any big name for any team that is expecting to compete or, you know, Ronald Acuna. It's really all it's going to take to drastically change the uh, the landscape of a season. Yeah. And I should also say that I am definitely going to be watching a lot of Braves games this year too now because now you have Acuna and Puig on the same team and that just sounds like so much fun. That Yeah, that that's going to be a lot of fun to watch for sure. Um, so we'll see. Ah, what do you think? How are you feeling about the Yankees odds? The Yankees odds? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel pretty good. I just saw what the Red Sox expected starting rotation is going to be. So <laughs> I feel, I feel pretty good about that. The Rays, the Rays are certainly, uh, the, uh, the scary competition for, for the division. And even a team like the Blue Jays could surprise in a 60-game season. But I think I like the Yankees' chances of winning winning the division, and then you get to the playoffs and, and see what happens. Uh, the Red Sox are so funny. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. What does Zips have the Yankees at, 37 wins? That's, that's what I'm saying. Checked. But the Rays uh, are forecasted just to finish two games back. And but what I was going to say before I looked at the Zips projections, I was going to say the Yankees will win the division by three games. I think they'll win it by a series. Yeah, it is not going to be. It's not going to be cozy. That's yeah. for sure. So we'll see. Um, I you know I I think that the Rays are a huge threat, especially in this short season, while the Yankees' rotation is going to at least early on be um, be a problem. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yankees probably will wind up with the best record and have to play um, the winner of the wild card game, which could be the Rays, which would be a really scary series. Oh yeah, it would. But the bullpens with the bullpen arms that the Rays could throw out and the rotation, yeah. Because then so. you could probably start either Snell or Morton and even Glass. Now they've yeah they've got some uh, even not even in a wild card game they showed last year too. Even in a five game series, they're scary. Yep. So that's it. But hopefully, nobody on the team tests positive. Hicks said all they do is play video games, so it shouldn't be hard for them to stay inside and just do that rather than going out. Yeah, Glaber Torres keeps sharing clips of him playing Call of Duty, and I really want to get in a game with him before the season starts. So 
anyone out there listening knows how to make that happen, please, well, please do. Can't, can't you like join a game if you know his gamer tag? Like, I gotta figure out his gamer tag. I need to like I need to zoom in on the video or something because it should show his gamer tag every time he kills somebody. It should like pop up on the corner of the screen like this guy killed this guy. Yeah, I I, I saw Gio Urshela and I'm pretty sure his gamer tag was in his playing Call of Duty. All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to, so I'm gonna have to do some digging. Maybe hop in a game with Gio and. and um, <laughs> See if he wants to come on the podcast. If you let him kill you a couple times, and you know, do a trade, no yeah. Call of Duty ranking for for a podcast visit. I'd like to talk to Geo. Oh yeah, there. they both seem like they'd be really fun. Oh, yeah, I'd like to talk to Glaber. I'd also like to talk to Glaber's dad. He seems like he's a ton of fun. Yeah, <laughs> the videos from that game at that at Houston were so were so funny. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to this week, old man? Oh yeah, turn thirty this weekend. Yeah, turn thirty. It just takes longer for things to feel better. That that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I've already experienced that with hurting my knee playing wiffle ball the other weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. You, do do you need to have ACL repair surgery, Mariano? I don't think so. I bought I bought a cheap little brace. So anytime I'm running don't really feel anything anymore it's not quite the brace that batman wears in the dark knight rises but it does the job well did you call cc and get his recommendation i know i really should have did that the magic knee brace (laughs) Um, i like how people are like oh cc's gonna try to make a comeback because he looks shredded it's unbelievable how how quickly like he he would say on r2c2 when the season ended like oh i'm I'm gonna yeah season's over i'm gonna go on a diet and like lose all this weight and it i mean it's amazing yeah somebody was like oh yeah of course when i was playing hardball a couple couple nights ago somebody was like of course cc lost all this weight why didn't he do this when he was playing like bro when he was skinny he sucked yeah he he sacrificed potentially getting heart disease to pitch well yeah (laughs) um but yeah no cc uh cc can do whatever he wants he's the man yeah all right well I guess I guess that's it. I guess I'm looking forward to seeing some uh, seeing some family this weekend for a little birthday celebration. Maybe hitting some baseballs mm-hmm. and getting ready for the season. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll we'll probably record before, or we could record maybe on Friday. I was thinking Friday, Friday, so we can talk about the first game. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. So you look forward to your 30th birthday, and I'll look forward to opening day. Sounds good. Just nice. I mean, this would be cool. Opening day this is usually on Dad's birthday, and then the World Series is usually around my birthday. And then this year you get opening day. Yeah, I usually get just like a home weekend series against the Mariners or something. Always, always solid. Yeah. So today, by the way, is the one year anniversary of when Didi hit that home the grand slam that was about at his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just remember that because it's my niece's one, turn one yesterday, and I remember that was the Darno game. And then the next yep. night, Judge hit the uh, the two run homer after after just missing one foul, and then Didi hit the grand slam. So I just remember that that was a good game and yeah. some really good radio calls by guys filling in for Sterling. Uh, what's his face from? Uh, I forget who it was in WFAN, but good job. Not Ryan Rucco that that game. I know that. Yeah, I can't remember who it was either. But I was watching it on TV, so I don't think I ever even heard the radio call. 
Yeah. Oh, well, those TV calls are um, Singleton, which yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, love Kenny. All right, man. Well, um, I will see you for your birthday, and we will talk after opening day. Hopefully, the Yankees will be one to know. If not, everybody will freak out because God forbid you lose again to Strasburg. Yeah. What's or what's your what's your? Give me one wild prediction for opening day. Um. Somebody will have a multi-home run game. On the Yankees or on the on the on the Yankees. All right. I don't really Sounds know who good. it'll be, but somebody will. Got it. Brett Gardner. Oh. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that is that is pretty wild. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We have made it. Thank God. Um And we will be back to talk about actual live baseball next week. So we'll see everybody then. See you later, everybody. Let's go Yanks.